You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians. This is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. I want to start off the show by apologizing to uh, anyone who had to work on Monday. It being Labor Day, we did not have a show uh, up for you guys. All I can do is offer an apology. Um, today's show is going to be a packed one. So we're making up for a long weekend. The Indians played the rare Monday game today, so we do have that to discuss as well. Uh, the focus in the first part is going to be standings and the Rays series. Second part of the show, going to be looking at the the game today against the White Sox, some of the call-ups and organizational moves we've seen, and a look at the Arizona Fall League and some, some interesting choices on that one there. So let's just dive into standings. Uh, the Indians kind of blew it. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I talked about the importance of the series against the um, Tampa Bay Rays. It's a playoff series. Um, really low attendance. I mean, in spite of Tampa being very good. Uh, not. So, I mean, you look at when Kansas City came to town. Like We tend to hammer the Indians fans for attendance. But it was like 31, 33, 29. Tampa, who is currently your wild card leaders and have won five in a row, 15, 13, 14. So yeah, it, that that's ugly. The, almost as ugly as the Indians' performance. Uh, you got Shane Bieber going out there, lose four nothing, nine to six. It's a hard loss. I, you know, that Friday game was really the one you expected them to win. That's the one that should have been the the lockdown game for them. They couldn't even get to Andre Pruitt, who has not been, who's everyone has gotten to this year. Um, but he's also the type of guy that they've tended to struggle with. Jalen Beeks um, didn't actually start, right? Because he didn't. Now, if he's the uh, the winner, he wouldn't have gotten enough innings. Whatever, nine six loss, and then an eight two collapse on Sunday. That one was always going to be a really hard one. Charlie Morton is pretty much the worst guy for the Indians to face, and it's part of the problem setting up against Tampa in a wild card game because Charlie Morton is a uh, a bedeviling pitcher for the Indians with their type of offense and he is likely who's going to match up against the Indians if they make the playoffs at this point as Tampa has a nice little cushion now after the Indians recent struggles um Tampa on the other hand you know they had their own rough stretch and then they have now won five in a row uh thankfully for the the Indians uh, it's a rare case where you have to be thankful for the New York Yankees because they were able to beat up on Oakland, which is the only reason the Indians still uh, are in this, uh, owning one of the spots for the uh, wild card. Uh, Oakland lost two out of three to the the Yankees, and they're currently a game back of the Indians. The Indians are half a game back of the Rays, and uh, the Rays are one and a half back. You know, do some basic math there of Oakland next closest is Boston at five and a half back and after that it is sub 500 teams um, including the Texas Rangers who again I really wish the Indians would have taken advantage of those opportunities while this is happening the twins are just crushing everybody um, setting all-time home run records all sorts of things Um, the Indians are five and a half back and that's looking pretty darn insurmountable the Indians playoff percentage going into that Tampa series was something like 85 percent I want to say it's down to 70 that three game sweep did that much um 
positive side of standings watch on top of the fact that the Indians um, are still currently slated to make the playoffs. Uh, the Nationals have played really well and are pulling away. Three and a half game lead on the Cubs, and the Phillies are two and a half back of the Cubs. The Diamondbacks three and a half back, and then you have the four game back Mets and Brewers. But with the Nationals pulling away, there's a chance that uh, that final weekend of the year, I believe, is with the Nationals, that they're going to have everything locked up and that they are going to be setting up their pitching in terms of that playoff game, that whoever the Nationals' top pitcher is, the Indians won't have to face, which would be a big advantage, maybe giving a few guys some off days. This is setting up well. You want to see the Nationals winning. Uh, The Indians will continue this series against the Chicago White Sox. It is a... it's a good matchup for the Indians. No Lucas Giolito on the uh, the agenda. Uh, Ross Detweiler was a uh, a nice sacrificial lamb today. Uh, Dylan Cease is their top pitching prospect, though he has struggled in his 10 starts in the majors. It has not been pretty. It has not been good. Um, you need to be patient, but it, it's the bad combination of lots of walks, lots of home runs. Tomorrow's game, when you got Clevenger against Cease, is should be a clear advantage. Indians, Bieber versus Nova. Nova's given the Indians some fit this year, but again, it's Shane Bieber that should be clear advantage. Indians. And then you got Zach Plesac and Reynaldo Lopez. Reynaldo Lopez, I want to say, is the worst pitcher in baseball by FIP this year. He has not been good, but I think he has been good against Cleveland. Um, but again, uh, even with Plesac's struggles, you would call that. Um, set up to be an advantage Indians. So the Indians probably should sweep this series. Chicago just got swept by the Twins. They are struggling. Um, After the Chicago series, this weekend is another killer weekend. It's just every weekend from here on out is huge. You know, last weekend, Tampa. This weekend, the Twins. Next weekend, the Twins. The weekend after that, the Phillies. The weekend after that, the Nationals. The Indians, starting with last, uh, last weekend, and... Okay, you can't go back further than that. But starting with last weekend, um, every single weekend they're facing a, a team that is uh, above 500 and either currently slated to make the playoffs or in the thick of the playoff hunt in the Philadelphia Phillies case. In between, they get some breaks. But, uh, you know, they're done facing the Royals. They've got one series against left against the Tigers. they got this against the White Sox. they got another against the White Sox. And they have the Angels who have been scuffling. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's set up for another tough weekend. And all the weekends are going to be tough from this this part out. Um, Aaron Zaval continues just to be a magician. When you look at the, the performance in this game, uh, one earned run over five innings, seven hits, three walks, four strikeouts. He's not striking out a lot of guys. He's getting hit a lot. He's just not getting hit hard. Um, again, I'm going to be curious to see what happens to him next year. Does he continue this, or is this like when Jeremy Towers came up and he dominant, was a really good pitcher, you may not remember that, uh, for half a year, and then the league saw him in the second time through, it was a, a struggle for him, and then that eventually led to kind of his downfall. It's like, will Saval be more than that? We'll have to see. Um, I'm just not... I don't know what to make of him. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. In terms of this game, Santana with his 32nd, Bowers with his 12th, 
Mike Freeman with a double, Puig with a double, Reyes with a double. Um, just an offensive explosion. Everyone getting involved uh, for the most part in there. Um, let's see, is there anyone who did not get on base in this one who played the entire game? I don't, uh, I don't think so. Nice to see Jordan Luplo back. Uh, that's going to certainly help with some of, you know, we haven't even talked about Tyler Naquin's injury and what that means. That'll be for the second half of the show. But, yeah, it's a, uh, yes, it's the White Sox. Yes, it's Ross Detweiler in a bad pen. But you need these performances, um, especially after the weekend they had, has to help the Indians feel good. And, you know, with Lindor still in base today, it's a 2020 season for Francisco Lindor. Okay, quick few quick ads here um bombas they uh they're what your feet dream about with every pair of socks that are purchased one pair is donated by bombas at bombs.com slash locked and get 20 percent off your first purchase and then our other advertiser today is postmates um i've talked about them before they are the largest on-demand network in the u.s and offer delivery from all the restaurants grocery and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need um, 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year if you're feeling tired they bring it to you if you're feeling sick they bring it to you it's just a handy service it's you know they make house calls they make that delivery for you and right now um you're going to want to download their app and they're giving our listeners a hundred dollars of free delivery credit for the first seven days so download the app use the code locked on and you get that free hundred dollars for the first seven days you can go wild delivery 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 don't have to leave your home um might have been nice to use that before the uh, the long weekend just use it during that time to stock up but remember that's postmates download that app and use the promo code locked on so we've done all the talk about the division uh, about less about the division more about the wild card at this point if we're being honest because that's where the indians uh, are now i think it's important to kind of go through talk about some of the moves that were made recently by the cleveland indians um we'll save the afl stuff for the end but uh, was it Bradley Zimmer was recently activated from the 60-day disabled list. They sent him to the Clippers to make room. They had to uh, designate Jordan Stevens for assignment. That's not a huge surprise uh, at this point. He was a lot of, one of those guys I mentioned is a major bubble guy. Um, Bowers got called up. They moved uh, moved Ernie Clement up to AAA. Um, I believe Nolan Jones' season is done at this point i think akron is pretty much in the books um so 15 home runs in his time up impressive half season there brian levastita got the call from mahoning valley to lake county talked about how he was one of the more interesting bats available and then uh, with all the additions to the the major league roster they had to transfer aj cole tyler naquin and Tyler Olson to the 60-day disabled list, and they designated John Edwards for assignment. I'm not a surprise they hadn't gone to Edwards in a while. It was clear that he had been passed by a lot of people. The important thing here to remember is if the Indians want to keep all three of those players come this offseason, they'll have to be added back under the 40-man. Uh, and, you know, Tyler Naquin... I think they will keep. I think there's going to be some debate. 
Um, because he was good this year, but I don't know if he was necessarily great. And the issue with Naquin is an injury like that. It's going to take him a full year to recover. And if the Indians are feeling a bit jammed up, there might be a world where they think it makes more sense to see if he can pass through waivers. Um, is another team going to want to claim him? I mean, he would have been about worth two war, uh, a little, probably a little less than two war, which is what you want for a starting level player um, in the league. He's he's a borderline starter. Um, at this point, he's how much service time has he accumulated? Um, he would have been arbitration eligible in a year, so he's still pretty cheap. So at this point, you probably do, but there's at least got to be some thought if you're the Indians that like. He is average upon average. All of a sudden, they have a lot of outfielders to consider. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they, what decisions they make, because that that's the situation where they could honestly consider moving on from him. Um, in terms of some of those other minor league things. Um, you know, it's just a lot of juggling. I think I already mentioned Lavastita. Yeah, I did. I already mentioned Lavastita. Um, you know, they they moved some relievers up to Columbus as well. Uh, kind of, you know, when they uh, was it the rising? Uh, I can't remember that old expression. Like a rising uh, ship lifts all fleets. Uh, I'm basically the idea here that I'm trying to get at badly is. As these guys get promoted to the 40-man uh, under the f- the September call-up, the 40-person is the max your roster size can get to. Um, it's allowing a lot of guys to quickly move up the system and enjoy it because this is the last year of it. Uh, next year, you're gonna it's going to expand to 28, which I think stinks. Um, I get 40 is a bit crazy, and it's a high amount, and it led to extreme micromanaging. Um, but also led to a lot of young players getting a cup of coffee, maybe their only cup of coffee. It led to a lot of guys getting a chance that won't get a chance. And that's that's sad to see. You know, the minor league guys make so little, and even getting called up for a little bit um, completely changes your pay scale for the rest of your life. It's it's a huge deal to these guys. Um, so it stinks. It, it I really think it stinks that they're changing that rule. Um, limit the number of relievers allowed in a nine-inning game. Do something like that. Don't don't limit the 40 man um but yeah i uh i i i've just been sad to read about and kind of realize at this point that uh that this is the last time we'll see this so the indians have announced a partial 40 man roster for the uh 40 man wow long weekend guys sorry i'm 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 out of practice, I guess, at this point. The Indians have announced a uh, some of their participants in the AFL. They can still, the Arizona Fall League, um, they can still add two more pitchers at this point. But I thought it was interesting just looking at the names of the players they already announced that are going out there. Um, the Arizona Fall League is always interesting. Um, it's always a hitter haven. It is always inflated, worthless statistics. Um, it's a league to go and scout. It is not... I never look at the numbers. Like, um, it, they just don't matter. Like, I'm, it pains me to say that for as much as I, I, I use numbers, but Arizona Fall League is 
known for being just <laughs> a hitter's haven, uh, one of the worst environments for pitching. So who are the Indians sending out? Well, they're sending out Nolan Jones. Uh, a lot of the top prospects do go out. Ernie Clement, who, I mean, at some point in the next year or so, he's going to start um, getting some looks to be the Indians' utility guy um, if they decide to move on from Mike Freeman, uh, which I don't, you know, I feel like Tito will be like, you have to pull him out of my cold, dead hands. So I, I wouldn't count on it. But there is a world, there's definitely a world where the Indians designate Freeman for assignment and then try and re-sign him um, just in terms of the 40-man game. Uh, give him that minor league invite, basically the same thing. Because while he's performed well this year, uh, no one's going to be clamoring from Mike Freeman. Gavin Collins being sent out as a catcher is interesting. He's kind of played some first, some third. Um, he's been about a league average hitter a lot of spots. A lot of people like him, though, like the hit, like the profile. Uh, the Indians catching in the system is pretty atrocious on the whole. It is definitely the biggest weakness in the organization. So sending him out there to get a little more of some reps as a catcher, uh, that stands out. Kurt McCarthy has dealt with some injury issues, so he makes a lot of sense to go out there and get some innings. And the last guy, Brock Har Hairston, was was interesting. He's a 21st-round pick who's never pitched above high A. He retired at the end of 2017 with a hip injury, didn't pitch at all in 2018, came back this year. Um, he's never missed bats. He's never really walked guys in the minors. He hasn't done anything eye-popping uh, at any level in any way. And when you go to look, you know, I was just like, well, I really haven't heard about him. No one's talking about him to me. Um, I, I, you know, did the old Google News search, and most of the articles are about his retirement two, you know, two years ago almost. So, uh, yeah, not a whole lot out there with him. I'm sure if I'd done some deep digging, I could have found more. Um, sometimes this is just one of those things where you look at he's 25 years of age, maybe the Indian's... I don't know if his velocity has jumped or if there's a reason there, but, you know, Michael Peoples is a guy they sent out a few years ago and they didn't add him to the 40-man but give him that extra chance. Sometimes it's kind of just that extra chance. We're going to take one more long look at a guy and see um, what we think of them. So Hairston was an, was an interesting choice. I mean, he definitely could use more reps after uh, taking off an entire season. Uh, when you're a day three pick, it's always long odds to begin with, but... Uh, Again, it's interesting, and they got two more pitcher spots to be determined on that team. Uh, it, but it's always it's always important to look at those players because there is some value there. The Indians have some interest in that player. They're not going to send it, someone out there they're planning to cut. It's someone they want to get a look at, someone that they have some belief in. So uh, anyone going out there has some value to the organization. I want to thank everyone for listening. We uh, we put this one together very quickly. Got all the the information and kind of talked about some fun stuff. The it's hard to believe the minor league season is in the books. We'll have another game to talk about tomorrow. I still have a few of those interviews in my back pocket to uh, to post and share as we um, move on. And we can of course do some final minor leagues wrap ups in general. But uh, here we are into September, so I want to thank everyone for listening. We were up again last month. It's been really awesome that we're... It's not like we're up by 1 or 2 percentage points. We're up by, like, 40% for, like, the third straight month in a row. Um, not quite as much as the 60% in July, but the trade deadline and the Trevor Bauer trade helped a lot during that time. So, uh, again, I just want to thank everyone who is listening. 
And as always, go tribe.